Hey everybody, CJ Bachman here for another episode of the One SEO Podcast. Today I am joined by two amazing marketing gurus, Akil and BJ. Welcome. Thank you, CJ. Thank you. Thank you, CJ. Now, I have the privilege of working with you guys every day, and we hear from a ton of clients. And right now, everyone is doing their planning for 2024, and there are so many things happening in the headlines about marketing and the housing industry and all of this stuff. So let's break down some of these concerns, some of these worries, and give people some strategies or some ideas, things that they can think about. Sound good? All right. So up first, Google. Google LSA in particular. So we know for a fact that Google's 30% increase in LSA costs is causing a lot of frustration for people. So what strategies can contractors and lawyers employ to actually manage the rising cost efficiently? Yeah. So to kind of jump on that and take it from a more grand approach, maybe the answer isn't just Google, right? So Google's going to rely... Google, if you're watching, just turn turn us off for right this minute. Go ahead. Please don't tell them. So <laughs> Google's gone through a lot of changes over this last year, and it's in preparation for bigger things. Uh, we believe those bigger things sit around search generative experience, which is AI taking off, and we'll talk more about that later. But until then, it's still one big pie, and everybody's trying to get a piece of it. Well, now it's getting harder and harder to get that slice of pie. To that... We recommend exploring other avenues and really looking at your demographic because, you know, we know Bing works. We know Yelp works. Yep. You know, we're not just saying that because we're partnered with them. We're saying it because they wouldn't exist if there was an opportunity. And Bing just released professional service ads, which is huge because that goes hand in hand with, you know, working as LSA style ads to get in front of people. But, you know, it used to be Bing is, um, you know, indicative of the older demographic who gets a computer, turns it on, and doesn't do anything with it. They just use Internet Explorer Edge that is now. And, you know, those days are kind of going away where it's being adopted by a younger generation. So it's more and more households. And, you know, they may have tried a lot of things with Bing that didn't, you know, pop off. But uh, full circle, the consumer is still using it. The client still using it. The customer is still using it. It's opportunity to be had. Absolutely. And there are multiple channels out there. And I think that that's the point, right? So when you're seeing rising cost in an area or not the right volume that you want, the whole point is to diversify, right? Find other channels. So what are the pros and cons of using platforms like Angie's List or HomeAdvisor uh, compared to Google LSA, specifically for, let's say, contractors and lawyers? Yeah. So let me let me just start with a little bit of data just to give you a better understanding Please. of what we're coming up against. So back in 2019, a lawyer for an average cost per acquisition was about $103. And for contractors, it was about $24. And today, the, the cost per acquisition for a lawyer has increased 133% to $240.38. That's an average across every, every industry. And for construction, it's about an increase in 48% to $34.23. That's, uh, that's also an average across every industry. So what they have to do is really diversify into different avenues and different marketing channels. Now, a lot of people uh, look at digital marketing as an end all, but I have to say, you also have to do a lot of input into traditional marketing, like business cards, trucks, wraps, mailers, postcards, uh, service stickers, sponsorships, scholarships, referral marketing, and all of those avenues have to be taken care of even before you start digital marketing Mm -hmm. to make sure your presence is locally owned and gained. And then once you dominate that, then you start focusing on digital marketing because in marketing it says you have to, once you see something seven times, that is when you become, uh, and, and that is when you convert, and that is when you convert better. Yep. So when, so let's say, let's say you're a plumbing contractor, you uh, somebody sees your ad on on Google, 
And 99% of the time, the, the conversion rate is about 3% on average. So, so, 100, so only three out of 100 people are actually clicking on the first time and actually becoming a customer. So that's why consumers go through that journey of clicking on your ad. Then they, then they see your ad on Facebook. Then they see your billboards outside. Then they see uh, your TikTok videos and everything. So all these organic channels, all these uh, social channels, and, and all of the channels that, out, that outside of digital marketing can really encompass your entire marketing funnel and give you that best cost per acquisition. So that's why it's really important for every business, lawyers, contractors, any, any type of business that you have to really adapt your strategies and look more into traditional marketing, even though we're a digital marketing company. Yeah. They also have to take all their, all. they have to fill every avenue in order to make sure that they actually get the best return on it. And you know what? At the end of the day, referrals are the most cost-effective way of doing it. And so you've got to find channels that are going to help you build up that referral base as well. So, you know, marketing in a sense is all about spreading spreading it across and then using the data to say where you're going to get your best bang for your buck, what's going to work for you. And what worked in 2023 is obviously not going to be the exact same answer for 2024. Um, so back to the original question, BJ, maybe you can tie some in for us too. Thank you so much for those statistics. What are some of the pros and cons with using some of those other channels like Angie's List and Home Advisor? Sure. So let's start with the cons. So the cons are it's it you have to get your customers to click beyond what's in front of them, right? So we call it in the business ranking zero if you show up on Google, you show up on Bing because you're in the search engine. Technically that works for ads too because they're popping up right then and there. Now if I'm clicking through, that's also technically the pro. Angie's List, Yelp, these other big name brands that have been around forever and have you know kind of gone forward, gone backwards, gone forward. At the end of the day, they still have a percentage of all searches. If they are coming up in your area, it is prime real estate. And I promise you, if you're not there, your competition is. So you're going to want to take advantage of that. Yeah, and yeah, it's- and just to, just to add to that too, Angie's uh, they have a lower competition compared to Google LSE. Right, LSE is really saturated right now, and they have a lower cost per acquisition. And most important, business owners can actually start with a lower budget and Angie's List and Home Advisor and Thumbtack and all these other places compared to Google LSA, which requires a lot of budget right now because of how saturated it is. Yeah, and I think to BJ's point about Bing, like we had so many clients just jumping at the bit to take advantage of Google LSA when it was in beta, when it was that slow rollout. Um, and Bing is now in that space where it's like not everybody has moved over. So you have the opportunity, at least for 2024, to try to encompass some of that huge chunk that's going to be available until that becomes saturated. And then you go back to the drawing board and, you know, strategize again. One strategy that we're seeing that's fairly effective is partnering with realtors, specifically for contractors um, and even lawyers. But what are some of those advantages? Yeah, so specifically with, with realtors, you have a, a lower cost per acquisition because it's referral, it's, it's human to human, it's person to person. And number two, uh, realtors will actually pre-screen your, your potential customers. So, so, so let's say I'm actually looking for a kitchen and, and, and if I, if I, if I go to a realtor and they know that, that I'm looking for a kitchen. So realtors can pre-screen me, understand what I need. And it's, it's a better cost per acquisition. It's a better channel of referral if a contractor partners with realtors yep. compared to, compared to all these online channels because the conversion rate is really low. And with referrals and with direct acquisition, your conversion rate is really high. And, and you have better credibility, you have better trust, and you have better uh, relationship 
Yeah. With, with that particular customer. Especially in the home service area. So think about realtors. The only thing they do every single day is get in front of homeowners, right? So when they're showing homes, there's a natural conversation that's just happening. What they like, what they don't like, what they didn't like about their house, what, you know, some of those needs. So being able to have that connection, partnering with that individual that can be that referral source is amazing. Let's, um, let's talk about the customer journey there. Yeah. So even beyond working directly with a realtor and sharing that information back and forth, you can actually work with a realtor post-sale. They sell a house, put your brand on a bottle of wine. Let them welcome them with that bottle of wine. Put, give them something they're gonna keep in their home and use or something as part of a welcome gift to make yourself the first present. It comes off a lot better than the, you know, the company who just runs and shoves something in your mailbox. It's an opportunity for you to get in front of that business. And you know, to Akil's point, there was no digital aspect of it, but now if you're both branding, the realtor and yourself on you know, top tier level, your name's out there and in front of people. Well, you have to think about the whole experience, too. So we look at it and we say, oh, well, I partner with a realtor. What do I need an agency for? Well, that person is just making that connection. You have to have the right processes, right procedures, the website that they come in, the form that they have to fill out, the experience that they have throughout that, you know, throughout that conversation. Those are all important components. Um, there are other ideas um, I know you guys have worked on, too, that have really been helpful. And one of those is financing options. So tell tell our audience a little bit how offering financing options can actually help them attract more clients. Yeah, absolutely. So whether on social media, loud and proud on your website, when you start to make things that are a huge expense to the end consumer, uh, much more attainable or give them the means to go get that on their own or to do it through you, you're much more attractive, right? And you're part of that journey and process with them. And, you know, if you get them past that hurdle and they get into your ecosystem, they're less likely to leave over time. So, you know, you can attract people with, you know, uh, full um, full system installations that typically would cost a fortune if done right and get something into a payment plan. So it becomes attainable. It becomes something of value to that end consumer. Okay. So yeah. hopefully, oh, go ahead, Akil. And, and just, just to add to that, uh, we recently had our Black Friday and, and Cyber Monday just go through. And one of the stats that I read is uh, buy now, pay later programs like mm -hmm. Affirm and Afterpay. They saw an 18% surge and, and, and people using it. So what that means is now, number one, the economy is pretty bad right now. So people don't have a lot of money. And number two, uh, people are looking for to, to for that instant gratification and, and just, to, just to get everything done right now and they can defer those payments later. And right now, because a lot of people are not able to afford financing, mm -hmm. they're using that, that second end, which doesn't hit your credit score. And that's why buy now, pay later is yeah. taken off right now in terms and, of and retail. People, people need it. It's a, it's a very good closing tactic, right? They're ready. They're, the, they're your ideal customer. You know that they want it. You know that they need you. They just don't have that you know finance portion of it. So being able to offer them the ability to buy now and pay later is, is great. Let's switch gears a little bit. So we talked about the rising cost of Google. We talked, we mentioned that in the the amount of people that are in the LSA programs and just the saturation of some of these markets. Um, Service Titan reports is suggesting that their customers saw an 18% decline in growth in 2023. And that's over a large amount of contracting, home service, roofers, uh, primarily HVAC, plumbing, electrical. Um, but they're, they're saying it's due to things like technician shortage, inflation, you mentioned, you know, rising costs. And then a supply chain disruption. So what does this mean for the average contractor and what are some solutions that they could use aside from the ones that we already provided? So I think to, to give advice on that, we need to look at the bigger picture, which is, okay, if this is happening over here, what's happening on the other side of the fence? 
And ultimately, what we saw on our side is that on YouTube especially, there is a surge over the past year of how-to videos and DIY videos that people are looking up in the same service line spaces. So that plays hand-in-hand that people are trying to save a quick buck, figure it out themselves, you know, order parts directly, whatever that may be. Um, if that's the case and education is still you know, a big piece of it, we highly recommend that you create educational assets that put your name out there. Education is a good sticky you know, um, uh, endeavor to keep your customers with you. And ultimately, if the more you put out and the more authority you become, the more likely you're going to get business from it. And the one thing, the key thing to understand is it doesn't always equate to, I did this, I got business. Sometimes you're working at the top of the funnel and then working your way down. Um, the one thing I can tell everybody is that if you show somebody something, as simple as it may be, they'll remember that. As complex as it may be, they may be like, hey, listen, I got this far in and I'm out. I'll call you instead. So putting yourself out there with that education material, both on social and yep. online, is a great tactic. It's showing them why they can't do it themselves. Yep. Um, yeah, just, so, just, just to add to that, so a lot of people think that if, if I show them what I do, that's giving away trade secrets. Now, sometimes that, that is the case. The, the percentage of people that actually take that secret and actually implement it is less than 1%. Right. So, so let's say you're a plumber. You actually show how people how, how, to, how to do the DIY repairs. The, the percentage of people that actually take your, take your knowledge and execute it with the right tools, with the, with the right uh, amount of knowledge, is very low. So you're actually increasing your brand visibility, you're increasing your brand credibility, and that also increases your exposure, and they look at you as an authority, which increases your, your customer base. So, so putting out your secrets is a good thing, and you should be doing a lot more of it. It's, it's not a negative. Uh, I know a lot of people have that misconception, yep. uh, thinking that if I, if I give away my, my secrets, uh, it's it's actually going to hinder my business, but it's actually the opposite. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely certain small things that can help educate someone, right? Changing a thermostat battery, right? Like, most people are going to be able to do that. But when you were talking, all I could envision was, you know, that homeowner that Googles how to fix the plunger on their toilet, and the next thing they know, they crack their toilet, or they, like, you know, water's just spurting everywhere, and they end up making the problem worse and then calling the plumber anyway. So to your point, like, a lot of times people watch these informational videos or read this informational stuff and they realize this is more than I want to take on. Now I trust this person as the expert, I'm going to call them and talk to them. Yeah, just to, just to add to that too, uh, what people don't realize is the plumbers, the, it, it's the, not only the expertise, but the tools cost more than the repair. Yeah. So, so, so if, you, if you really want to go invest, you really have to look at the cost benefit analysis. And most of the time, if you're trying to do it by yourself, you, you not only have to do the repair, but you also have to buy the tool which is double the price of usually what the repair actually costs. Right, absolutely. And on the same lines of, of marketing, we talked a lot about the, the paid aspect, but let's switch over to a different topic and talk a little bit about social media. Um, and simply, what's the importance of doing organic social media in 2024? Like if someone was to say, oh, you know, organic, I just need to run ads, I don't need to do organic. Why would you convince them or tell them that organic is important? Yeah, so I'll, I'll take it to full circle with Akil's point. It takes typically seven touch points for somebody to build that confidence to want to convert, especially in today's world. So if you're, again, if you're not on, online, your competition is. Same with social. So your brand presence being out there, those educational videos, those giving away a piece of who you are so people can get a feel for what you are and then want to convert you in the future. So, you know, the one thing I recommend to everybody is to humanize yourself. Nobody wants to deal with a company that just does, right? Uh, those days are over. Now it's who are you? 
you know, what's your MO? Why, why should I choose you? And the more that your technicians, your uh, service professionals are all, you know, present and smiling and giving the experience, that exudes through the screen. And the fact of the matter is still here in 2023 going to 2024 on a phone, Facebook is still the number one app over a browser any day. Yep. So everybody's living on Facebook. There's just so much there. And the one thing that is, is kind of frustrating as a marketer, we have these conversations all the time. Everybody looks at their marketing dollars and expects that each one of those dollars is responsible for bringing in a customer, right? But each channel can feed each other. And the way that you have to look at it is maybe your goal is to say, you had talked about, you know, a cost per click and saying, you know, $33, right? But it really isn't that. It's everything combined, you know, divided by the total number of leads that you got. And then, you know, how many clients did you get of that? So you might look at something that says, okay, my cost per client acquisition is $1,200. And everybody's like, oh my gosh. But if that fed the top of your funnel, the middle of the funnel, led them through to the bottom of the funnel, ultimately resulting in a conversion, and your total ROI is that you 10X yourself, that's amazing, right? You can't break everything down to say, how many leads did I get from Facebook? Because Facebook is sometimes a channel that is just feeding that top of the funnel getting you more first-party data that you can then use to serve up better ads elsewhere. And business owners are going to be the happiest when that funnel is filled from top to bottom, yep. not just forcing the bottom. Absolutely. Yeah, just to, just to give you an example, uh, right now an average cost, uh, cost per acquisition for a roofer is roughly around above $500. So, so yeah, it, it, it's definitely a lot more than what it was you, you, it, back in 2019. But at the same time, prices of roofing has also gone up. Yeah. Uh, adjusted to inflation. So so what you have to understand is, yeah, you spent $500 to get a customer, but that customer was worth $10,000. Mm-hmm. And now you have, with your 30% profit margin. In the case of the roof, probably $32,000. $32,000. $10,000 is on the cheaper end, on, on the lower end. If it's if if it's like a luxury customer, yeah, thirty, forty thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. And that so it's that, well worth it. Exactly. And that's the thing. And that's what the data tells you. And you can finally, you know, get to a point where you're saying, I am willing to pay this because it you know, it pays for itself. So I'm happy to to hear that those are more and more the conversations that are happening, especially here because it's so important. Um, let's switch gears a little bit again because we talked about rising costs, right? And national n- news is telling us that the housing affordable affordability for twenty twenty four is at an all-time low. Specifically, they're saying that homeowners have to earn around $115,000, $115,000 just to be able to afford a typical U.S. home. So that's about $40,000 more than the typical American household earns, right? So what does low housing affordability mean for businesses serving the housing market? I mean, quite frankly, um, and again, I'm Seeing a bunch of things, I'm reading a bunch of things. There's the looming idea that a bubble will pop sooner than later, and but we don't know if that's please pop next year or 2025, 2026, so on and so on. But uh, until that happens, you have to change, right? And if you don't change, you end up like the CompUSA's of the world. You end up like the KB Toys, where they just kept doing the same thing while everybody else changed around them. So again, I'm going to bring it back to education. Well. It, when you're in over your head, you're more likely to pay money into something, right? So if that is happening, there's still money to be had out there. It's just going to be in smaller doses. 
but you know, I see a lot of people attempting it now. Now's the time to push on your care packages and stay in front of them so that it's preventative maintenance. It keeps you in people's homes and the name brand stays in the home. Um, so if you're not pushing on those, you need to push on those now and be that constant touch point. Even if it's half a year or every half a year or quarterly, that's just enough to stay in front of them. Yeah. And I also think it's important to pick up on an opportunity. So there's a, if you know, if we know that home ownership is going down and people are being more and more forced to rent or lease and things like that, there are some businesses out there that could really easily pivot, right? And start building relationships with um, different apartment associations, condos and things like that to build a division of their, of their business that's designed to fit this new uh area that we're kind of falling into, right? Yeah, just to, just to give you guys some uh, perspective and into data, uh, 50% of homeowners uh, in 2024 say they spent, they are planning to spend less on home improvement because the cost has gone up and they really need uh, really effective solutions where they're able to afford and that are budget friendly. And uh, people are also need Partnership. So let's say if you have a business, you need to partner with realtors. You need to part, partner with homeowner association. And, and yep. one of the other things that, that they also have to do is diversify your solution. So let's say you're a plumber. You might want to get into HVAC too because right. once you once you combine those solutions, yeah. you're able to offer better solutions and better prices. And you're also able to maintain your revenue, right, by adding new revenue channels because the revenue channel that you relied on before, plumbing, might not have as much of a need. And that's where that 18 you know, percent stat from servicing is so important. And I think businesses need to realize that if you're beating that trend, so if you're growing, you're doing great. And if you uh, decreased by, you know, by, you know, 15%, 10%, 7%, 8%, you're beating the trend. So don't beat yourself up over everything. Realize that the landscape is changing. The volume of leads is changing. And of course, the affordability of homes, the economy, inflation, like, and pay hasn't caught up with that yet. So many homeowners are not, their pay is not as increasing as rapidly as inflation is driving up home improvement costs, childcare, like all of these other things. Um, Let's, uh, what does, uh, Akhil, maybe you can help with this one. What does low housing affordability mean for consumers looking for home improvement? You touched on it a little bit, right? So they're going to need better solutions. They're going to need more cost-effective solutions. What are some other things that you can think of that they mean, may need to look into to kind of help? Yeah, so the DIY searches have surged astronomically over the past uh, five to six years, and especially during the pandemic, when people were sitting at home, the, the, the DIYs were just skyrocketed. Now that's to do home repairs, that's, that's, that's to when people buy IKEA furnitures, they do all the fixing by, by themselves rather than, rather than actually pre-ordering a furniture that's already fixed. So a lot, the consumer sentiment and the whole consumer behavior is changing, and it, it, it's starting to change, uh, it started, Right after COVID, where 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 people actually used to go to a store in order in order to find everything, and now everything shifted online. Yeah. So the whole consumer is changing, and businesses have to adapt with that change and and really strategize and focus on where where consumers are mm-hmm. right now. What happened after uh, COVID? TikTok started blowing up, and right yeah. now TikTok is is a major uh, player in in social media, maybe even surpassing Facebook right mm-hmm. now. So. When, when consumers' behavior change, when consumers' interests change, businesses have to rely on marketing agencies and experts like us and other, other people 
where they have to understand what's working, what's not working. And the advantage that we have is we look at data. Where uh, I, I love data, I am I'm a data wizard uh, when, I, <laughs> when, when it comes to understanding data. And I make all of my decisions based on data. Uh, and for, for a small business or, or even a medium business, they might not have enough enough understanding of how to utilize that right. data mm-hmm. and actually make that decision going forward. That's where that's where we come in as marketing agencies. Now, another benefit that we also have is we have 50 other plumbers yep. with us, so we can do that cost comparison analysis uh, to, to figure out, hey, you're, you're actually getting a lead at $30 a lead, while the average is forty five. So you actually you're actually winning out in mm-hmm. the in the business and in the marketplace. So understanding a business as a whole, understanding the entire funnel and, and the entire ecosystem is what's going to really uh, help the business going forward. And uh, one of the one of the ways to do that is Shameless plug. It's a partner with <laughs> with, with one of Doesn't have to be shameless. <laughs> digital marketing agencies like us. Well The one thing that I can say is in the consensus among all the topics that we said today that I think for 2024, it's super important for business owners to get reacquainted with their audience, right? Get reacquainted with how they're searching, what they're doing, where they're going, what they're willing to pay, right? Because essentially they set the price, right? You can't charge more than what someone's willing to pay if you want that customer. So really understanding it and then great solutions like buy here, uh, pay here, pay over time, financing to make those big items still possible for homeowners, right? I I look at things like the, um, what's the retail rental furniture place? Like, Rent-A-Center. Yeah, like those kinds of places are probably going to start to breathe new life into them, right? Because homeowners are going to need those types of options. So if a plumber can provide that kind of concept, if a roofer can, can provide that kind of concept, then everybody can continue to move forward. We just have to change how that relationship interacts. Yeah, t- talking about that, I believe uh, one of the stats I read is 2023 was the best year for dollar stores because of what's happening with with the economy and particularly with inflation as prices go up people are people are squeezed with their budget and and with their finances so they're looking at alternatives looking at cheaper options so so stores like Walmart Amazon and don't mm-hmm. and particularly dollar store actually making more money than ever before because they're able to fill that gap of the affordability factor. Yep. Um, even credit card companies, Chase, for example, um, there are certain times where you make a purchase and it immediately says this would be a great uh, you know, item to purchase over time, right? Because they know in order to entice people to spend more on those credit cards, people ne- need to feel comfortable. I'm the kind of person that I want to pay it off every, you know, every single pay period. I don't like to carry a budget on my credit cards. So I keep constantly getting those from, hey, you just spent you know, $2,000. That would be great to pay over time. Would you like to do that? And then that takes that pressure away for those homeowners that maybe want that new furniture and, you know, they don't want to go to Raymore and Flanagan because they can't afford it. So they're going to go to Ikea. But now Raymore and Flanagan has that simple financing, low interest option. They can get the furniture that they want within their means and they're happy. So those kinds of things are going to have to happen if everybody wants to keep moving forward and growing. BJ Akil, it has been a pleasure having you with me today. I appreciate all the information to all of you out there. I hope you will join us next time for One SEO's podcast.